Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hello, welcome back to the podcast or even welcome for the first time. Either way, I'm so glad you're here to join me for this conversation. It was such a good one. And it really, it just really surpassed all my expectations, which is weird because I usually don't have expectations. I just like to to go where the conversation leads. But I, I just had no idea there would be so many cool stories and fun ideas for how to connect to people and the world around you. But I am. Um, I am getting ahead of myself. I do want to share this interview with you, but before I do, if you would please remember to join me on Facebook and Instagram at Your Chakra Coach, that would be lovely. And also, and this is especially for you, if you've been listening to the show for a while, will you please go into your podcast listening app and give the show a rating, maybe even a review? It really helps out the show, it helps me out, and it helps people find the show who may want to know the same kinds of things you do about chakras and energy and and all the things. So if you could do that wherever you subscribe to the podcast, that would be amazing. Okay, back to my conversation with Ronnie Ann Ryan. Ronnie Ann Ryan is an intuitive coach and wise woman, yes, yes she is, who gets to the heart of the matter fast. She offers practical solutions for business and life issues so you can move forward confidently, trust yourself, which is a big one we talk about in this interview, and feel more balanced. Ronnie also delves into the Akashic records to discover and clear past life issues affecting you today. We don't talk a ton about past life issues, so maybe we'll have to do another episode on that. Ronnie is a best-selling author with six books, and she also hosts a popular podcast, Breathe, Love, and Magic, which ranks in the top 10% globally. I was on her podcast a couple months ago now, and I listened to a couple of episodes, and they're really good, so go ahead and, and check out her podcast. If you want the intuitive edge to find the magic in your business and your life, you can learn more at intuitiveedge.biz. Now, I'll put more info on how to get in touch with Ronnie in the show notes. So for now, just have a listen. Good morning, Ronnie. Thank you so much for being on the show. How are you today? I'm so good, Sarah, and I'm really happy to be here. I'm very happy to have you here because this is sort of an unusual um, topic that we're covering today. Um, I want to just jump right into it because I think it's so interesting. You um, you have developed a, a technique that you call conversations on the inner plane. Um, I think we should start with, what is that? <laughs> what on earth are conversations on the inner plane? <laughs> well, there you go. First of all, it's not on earth, right? <laughs> right? I'm like a conversation. I need to have it on the phone or via text or Zoom or something. But no, these are conversations that take place inside of you, but with another person. 
Yeah. So let's call them energetic. I mean, that might help a lot to, you know, bring it into focus about what the heck is she talking about? What's the inner plane? So, you know, it's in your mind, but I think it comes through the energy. And I am a firm believer that you can talk to anyone or anything about everything. You know, there is there are no limits except for what's in your imagination. Now, it could feel like you're just making it up, but I've had experiences where I never could have come up with what that person said to me ever. Like in my own imagination, that never would have shown up. So it can be really interesting. So is it that our sort of energy, our, our soul or whatever is connecting to the part of that person that is also existing on the inner plane or the astral plane? Is that kind of what's happening there? That's a really good question. You know, um, if it's energetic, then I don't know about the astral plane exactly, because then you're out of your body, right? So, right. but it could be etheric, right? Oh, we are sure. You know, um, where the etheric or the Akash, everything, uh, the energy is all around us everywhere. We are part of the energy. And so you're just connecting to a higher frequency or a higher level of energy. Um, not necessarily, I don't think it's necessarily the astral plane. So what ha ha here's how I look at it. And maybe the best thing to do is give you an example. I would love that. Okay, great. So I had applied for a job and this just happened recently. And it was, um, it was like teaching online classes. And I was very excited about it. The pay was crazy high. The requirements were kind of low. And I was like, uh, why not do this, right? So I was very excited. I went through the whole process. And the man who was in charge, I knew our energies weren't necessarily a good match. But I thought, well, how much do I have to interact with him and just try to get over it? You know, this is a good deal. So I continued along my merry way and we were all ready to get started. And then he brought up something that was a requirement that he had never mentioned before. And um, he wanted us to uh, try to promote this group. And we had to get to a certain number of members before he would start payment. And I was like, what? what like why did you hire this many coaches if you don't have or or classes people teaching classes if you don't have the money you know so he wasn't i didn't ask him directly but i also didn't feel he was going to be totally forthcoming because if he was going to be forthcoming he would have already told us and this just got under my skin in such a way that i was really it was making me panic and i'm like what am i going to do about this because i need to resolve this and uh, i felt he wasn't very transparent so I got this idea, and I'll tell you where it started after, but I got this idea that I could look at his picture. And if I just look at his picture, I can have a conversation with him. So that's what I did. So I went on the website and I saw his picture and I said to him, you know, I want to really do this. I'm very interested in this, but I don't understand what's happening with the way you're running things. And do you have enough money? Do you not have enough money? I feel very uncomfortable and you're not very transparent. And the answer I got was not my problem. Now in a million trillion years, not my problem 
were words I never could have come up with on my own. Now, granted, I am highly intuitive and I've been using my intuition for over 30 years. So I, you know, I have some skill set, but I don't think it takes a big skill set. I really don't. I think it just takes a level of openness, willingness, considering the possibility that this is a process that's possible. So whenever I heard not my problem, I was like, wow, that is someone who doesn't care if he's transparent, doesn't care if you're comfortable and is hiding something. So I felt really uncomfortable and I thought, you know what, I had already come to this idea that maybe I need to exit. And so after I had that not, you know, not my problem conversation and I asked again, I'm like, you know, don't you want people to feel comfortable? Don't you want people? And he said, really not my problem. He just wasn't going to give an inch. And and so I thought, okay, fine, then I have to leave. So I exited before the payments even started. <laughs> but I did what was right for me. So now to be clear, this was a this was not a conversation with this man face to face or in any way that we think of conversations. It was you looking at his picture, connecting your sort of higher vibrational energy to his higher vibrational energy and intuiting his responses. Correct. And then when you sort of come out of that and you look back, you think, well, I would never have come up with that. But did that feel like that was truly the response he would have given you if you'd had a face-to-face conversation? You know, I can't say that he would have said that. But it was the truth I needed to hear about the situation was that he was not going to be forthcoming. He was not going to say what was going on. He was not going to admit why he needed to get to a certain number of people before he could start paying all of the teachers that he had hired. And it just, none of that made sense to me because he could have easily, I mean, we had a deep interview process. He could have mentioned it at any time. Then we had a big onboarding process, which he could have mentioned at any time. Then we had group meetings, which he could have mentioned at any time, but he still chose not to ever say a word until he sent out a simple email saying, now before the money can flow, we have to do X, Y, Z. I see. So while if you'd had that face-to-face conversation, he might not have literally said, not my problem, but that really was the energy behind all of it was that he might've talked around it, but the the basis of it would have been truly not my problem. Right, like he didn't care that he wasn't being transparent. He didn't Mm. feel that was necessary. That's the ultimate thing that I took away from that because he felt whatever he was doing was just was right which is entirely up to him of course it just wasn't right for me absolutely and so this sort of technique of having these conversations on the inner plane in this sort of etheric area um i have a couple of questions so it it sounds like it could be held with like you did with you know a, a person here on the earthly plane that um that you can engage with but it also feels like you could have a conversation with somebody almost throughout time, even like, yes. or like a, a relative that you wish you could connect with or somebody yes. that you can't, even if they are living, you can't have a, a conversation with them for whatever reason, That's but right. this sort of transcends all of that. Can you tell me how you think that works? And then I have another question, but first tell me how you think that that, that sure. works. 
So curious. So way back decades ago, when I first started really strengthening and working with my intuition, I had a teacher who talked about the blue light of communication. And she talked, and I have used this too. I didn't in the instance I gave you, but you create a um, a loop with of blue light. And then you imagine that you're sitting in that on one end and the other person that you wanna speak with, you invite them in on the other end. And there's a little more to it, but I'm just trying to keep it simple. And so then you get to, if, if you can visualize with your eyes closed, then you can imagine, do they get in the blue light or not? Because if they do, then they probably do want to talk to you. So you could invite anybody. It could be somebody you've had a big fight with. It could be, let's say it was your husband and you're not speaking yet or whatever. Or it could be somebody that you've been mad at for years and you haven't spoken with. Or it could somebody be somebody who's already passed on. But you can invite them in and then you first the first step is to see, will they enter? Because they might enter, they might not. And then you'll get to see if they're willing to converse with you. So a lot of time, you know, my intuition, I'm I'm a little bit of an oddball because I can hear, I have all I have a lot of the clairvoyance <laughs> because I can hear, I can see, and I can feel and I can know. So I have the 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 top four ones. So I switch back and forth. So the first thing is imagining the blue light. That's a seeing thing, watching them get in. But then I switch to hearing. Like I'm not watching them necessarily talk to me, although sometimes that does happen. So you're not having a regular, hey, how are you? So good to see you conversation. You really have to sit down with intention to do this. Like what is it exactly that you want to ask that you want to know so be very clear about that before you start so then this is how i learned it initially was to do it with this blue light and so i talked to an old boyfriend to clear things up and get closure and you know because closure really is within you know there's no exterior people think closure comes from the other person no you have closure comes from within so anyway um and then I, I talked to I talked I tried it a lot because I it started being really helpful. But over time I realized, you know, sometimes I still do the blue light when I feel like I'm not sure I'm going to get an answer or I'm nervous about it because the blue light blue is communication it facilitates communication. It's yeah, I was thinking that the that, yeah, exactly. That's what I was just thinking. I was like, "Oh, blue makes so much sense to me." And I think yeah. probably to, you know, the people listening is that that's our, our throat chakra color. So go on. Yeah. Which is perfect since it's about communication. And then um then you're using your other, you know, you're using your third eye. You know, there might be some crown involved in this too. So uh because you have to be open to a certain extent. And so over time I realized you could really talk to anyone or anything. So what I mean by that is there's um I don't know if you've ever heard of grokking. G-R, at grok is G-R-O-K. So I don't remember where that came from, but I believe I learned it from a teacher who taught Hawaiian shamanism, which was really fabulous. Anyway, Serge Kahili King. So he talked about when you, you know, because people talk about they want to talk to the fire or they want to talk to the rocks. They want to talk to the dolphins. He claimed that he and a group 
were talking to the dolphins, trying to train them not to get in the nets or how to get out of the tuna nets. They, that was one of the projects they were working on, which is pretty amazing. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he said you could talk to anything. And so, uh, you know, and he was doing it through shamanism. So that's another pathway that would certainly work. Um, but I just like to simplify everything. <laughs> so, um, so that's when I started having those experiences. So um, recently I was with my girlfriend and uh, I think it was, it might've even been on the um, summer solstice and she made a big fire, which is kind of traditional. And we were just kind of tuning into the energy and she said, let's hear what the fire has to say. I'm like, really? She said, yeah, cause I had never tried that. I'm like, okay. We both got amazing messages from the fire. And it's funny because I know people who will say it takes years before you can learn to speak to the elements. And I'm not poo-pooing what they do or what they say or what they're thinking, but I'm, I just did it. You know what I mean? Like I just opened to it. So, and the fire, for me, the fire just talked about who it was. It wanted me to know who it was. And it said things, it was almost like poetry in a way. I am passion, I am power, I am transformative, I am dancing, I am light, you know? And I was like, wow, you know, that was kind of cool. And from my girlfriend, uh, she got a whole message very much related to some transformative thing she needed to go through or had been through, I can't remember exactly, but she had something more specific to her. So when I say, inner plane conversations on the inner plane it can be used for anything or anyone and as another example this is crazy but my garage floor has a crack in it and we've had so much rain in connecticut it's crazy how wet the ground is this is the wettest summer ever and so we can't dry the floor in the garage because water seeps up through the crack so I said to him, you know, he was like, what are we going to do? And I'm like, what, you're going to take out the whole floor? No, we're not going to be doing that. So we're going to live with it. You know, what are you going to do? It'll dry out in the fall when it stops raining. So my girlfriend said to me, well, why don't you talk to the water spirit and ask them to move the um, flow of the water so it's not under that crack? And I'm like, that's just brilliant, you know? So I haven't tried it yet, but that's another way of having a conversation on the inner plane. So it can apply to anything. You can work out situations and learn things about people where you don't understand them or whatever. And the term grokking, I kind of left that hanging, but the term grokking is the idea of literally moving into the energy of something else asking permission first <laughs> and then moving your consciousness into their energy so that you can understand yeah that was actually one of my questions was uh, to me it would seem like if you're going to connect energy to energy getting permission and consent would be of utmost important but then you covered that like always be you know asking and people or things will agree or disagree in the moment and then we respect that um, right. So yeah, th thank you for covering that because I think that's, um, well, first of all, I think if you don't ask permission, then, and you don't get permission, anything that you receive is probably not um, truth because you haven't had the energetic consent. So I, I really um, appreciate that you addressed that. 
So you are very intuitive. You're a wise woman. You've been doing this a long time. What about people who haven't been doing this a long time, who don't sort of have you know 30 years of intuitive work background? Um, how do how do we start uh, it, having these conversations on the inner plane? And does it get easier over time? Okay, so my experience has been that I had to work extremely hard to open up to my intuition. I had seven dedicated years of taking classes and practicing and working very hard. Then I started teaching intuitive classes and people just picked it up in a snap. The energy has changed on the planet making it and our energy human energy has changed our frequencies have risen and it's much easier and simpler and a lot of times just takes the willingness and the intention and the practice and it happen. it can happen really fast so you might be surprised at how easy this is considering you've never tried it before but if it doesn't work for you or all right actually the biggest problem is not going to be whether it works or not it's in trusting yourself that what you got was right you know that's really that's the bottom line and that that takes that is from practice i will say the trust comes from practice because honestly if i went and talked to that man i don't think he would ever say it's not my problem you know and he certainly has no idea that I talked to him on a conscious level, <clears throat> but I still got my answer that I needed. So it's really about learning to trust yourself and what you get, because if you second guess yourself, it, none of it will work. So you so have to be willing. To to, yeah, you have to be willing to accept what you get, which doesn't mean you can't question it. But don't question yourself. Like, let's say you get an answer. Let's just use that example. And so he, he said, not my problem. So I asked another question was like, really? You don't care how I feel or how your, the people you're hiring feel or whatever? And he confirmed, that's right, you know, not my problem. So you can confirm, you can ask questions, but doubting is very different than that. Like in the conversation, you can you know, get more information. Sometimes I can't promise you'll always get the information or it'll always come forward to you, but you can ask for clarification, but you cannot doubt yourself. And I, <laughs> I learned that, that this is an unbelievable story. So I worked at psychic fairs also way back. And I had a girlfriend who would put these psychic fairs on and I did not work as a psychic and I'm still don't consider myself a psychic because that seat feels predictive to me. And I don't do, I can't really do predictions, but <laughs> I did past life work then. Cause that's what I learned. And that's what I loved. I love, I still do past life work. All right. So anyway, she comes to me and she goes, oh my gosh, I just know we're going to have a huge crowd tonight. And I'm two psychics down. So you have to be a psychic tonight. I'm like, what? No, no way. I am not a psychic. Don't make me do that. I cannot. And there was no saying no to her. It was like, you're doing it. And I'm like, I can't do it. And so it, there were, it was six hours for opportunities, you know, every 15 minutes. So there were 24 slots possible. I did 22 readings. So I can tell you, 
when you have a reading every 15 minutes, you don't have any time to doubt yourself. <laughs> you just have to speak and say it. And so that's how I got over it in a, you know, in, when I jumped into the frying pan or I got pushed into the frying pan. Yeah. <laughs> but trusting so, yourself and trusting the things that come to you. Yeah. And you know, the best way to do that is to write it down. Oh, interesting. That because makes sense. When, yeah. When you write it down, now you have a record. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. when you don't write it down, you forget. Yeah. You don't get it right. Your memory doesn't call it back perfectly. I mean, once in a while, you know, you can remember, but you, it just helps so much to have a journal where you write down the information that you get so that you can go back and look at it or remind yourself or check back or whatever. And then you get a track record. It yes. gives you a way to keep track of what you've listened to, what you learned, what you received. How did it work? And that is another way to really build the trust factor. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe it's possible. You have to trust yourself. And that can come with practice. Absolutely. And that journaling totally works. I do a single card Oracle draw for myself every morning. And wow. I then I write down like what, like what the card said, like my interpretations, like how I'm feeling about it. So I have, I mean, honestly, at this point, just years of records of that. And you can, you can go back and I don't go back very often, but you can go back and look at it and be like, oh yeah, look at that. That absolutely came true. Oh yes. Look at that. That was the message that I needed because I got that message. And then I was able to take the next steps. So yeah, you're a hundred percent right. Um, writing it down does help build trust. It also helps build the habit of practicing it every day. I think I want to ask a question. Um, what? So you go into these interplane conversations and I guess my concern would be like asking questions that you're not truly not ready or don't want to hear the answer to, like going in and hoping that you'll hear one thing and not getting that answer. Like, I feel like that's kind of, you were hoping that that gentleman would have a better answer for you than not my problem. So you didn't get maybe what you were hoping to hear. How do you handle that? How do you, how do you frame your questions? Because I feel like there's a real possibility you could ask something that you're not entirely ready to hear the answer to. How do you manage that? Or is that just another <laughs> trust thing? I remember telling my mother that when I was in college. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't ask me questions you don't want to know the answer to mom <laughs> you know what that is actually a piece of advice my parent my mother gave me about my child she was like just don't ask questions if you're not ready to hear the answer and I think about that a lot oh that's so funny that you had that same experience but go on we're talking about interplane <laughs> conversations okay oh, go so on. I was ready to hear the truth whatever it was I didn't expect him to give me a long explanation of what he was really doing. I just wanted to know if it was okay for me to work with him or not. And it wasn't based on his what he said. So I was open to whatever the answer was. So that's a good point. Now, in terms of getting answers you're not ready for, I think it's more likely that you wouldn't get an answer. I mean, if it's really gonna do damage to you for hearing something you're not ready for, I don't know that you'll hear it because we have layers of protection and 
you're tuning into your own higher self or going for the soul level energetically. So I think with your intention and everything, I kind of feel like that's unlikely I see. Um, to happen. And if you do hear something that you absolutely didn't want to hear, then maybe you needed to be shaken up. Yeah, and, and sometimes you know, that does happen. It it does. It does happen sometimes. But do you recommend any, that we do any sort of like pre-work to be sure that we are open and ready to listen? Or is that just sort of the daily work that we do on ourselves um, energetically and spiritually? Or is there something specific that you think people should do to be ready for these kinds of conversations? You know, I would say start with easy stuff for sure. Like if you've had a 10 year feud with someone, that's not who you want to start with. <laughs> you know, maybe not because you have a lot of um, emotion writing on that and that could make things harder. And there have been times when I didn't get anything or the person wouldn't come into the blue light loop or anything. So, I mean, I'm not going to tell you it worked every time I did it, but that's an answer too. I was going to say, or, or it did work every time you, you did it. And sometimes working means you don't get to have a conversation. Their energy isn't ready to meet your energy and that has to be okay too. Yes. Right. Exactly. Very good. So that's why I'm thinking it's not that likely you're going to get devastating information that makes you curl up into a ball and want to hide. I don't think that's very likely because, you know, chances are you're going to get what you need. Not yeah, necessarily. Get what you need, not something that's going to destroy you in the moment. Yeah. Like your but, highest you know, self just wouldn't let that, wouldn't let that happen. Okay. Right. So you know about pulling cords. People talk about pulling cords. Sure. Um, I do. Tell tell us actually a little bit about that. I, it occurs to me right. there might be a listener who, who hasn't heard that term. Very good. So um, the idea is that energetically, there are cords that connect us to people, um, whether for good reasons or because of manipulation or whatever. For whatever reason, we get attached, right? And so one of the suggestions to heal and clear things up and to feel freer if you're having emotional issues or whatever is to remove the cords that connect you to somebody you're having you know problems with or whatever just remove all the cords so that's a great time to have a conversation also if you're going to be doing this cord cutting so what some people do is they uh take like a a black kyanite which kind of looks like a feather in a way but it's a stone and it's uh, like it's perfect for cutting cords they say and they literally with their hand just kind of skim down close to the body all around and imagine just cutting all those cords there's other ways to do it too sometimes the way i learned to do it initially was to pull the cords out from where they're attached to somebody else and then pull the cords out from where they're attached to you, drop them in the middle and burn them. So they transform and then heal all the places in your body where you were attached. That's another way where you just imagine putting your hand over any of the spots where you were connected. But once, but before you do that, you can talk or even after you do that, once you're in tune with that person and you're envisioning that they're there. And you can talk to them. 
So that's another time. Actually, that might be a terrific way too, because I was thinking, you know, you, you pull the cord from yourself, you pull the cord from the other person and you, and you let it go, you let it transform, you let it transmute back into energy and the universe can absorb that. But then, then you said, you know, and then you start healing the places where those cords were attached to you. Um, have you created a place that needs healing in that other person too? And if so, that conversation might be a way to allow both of you to heal from that cord release. Is that, am I just talking crazy or is that, does that sound reasonable to you? I, I actually think that that makes total sense. I think it's very reasonable. You're not responsible for healing the cord, you know, the places where those cords were attached to them. You're really only responsible for yourself and don't take that on to heal them. That's not your job, but you're right. That, having that conversation could facilitate healing for both of you. But when you're doing these things, it's all about you or understanding them, which is still for you. Got it. And that is true. Like we're not necessarily responsible for healing other people primarily because you, you can't heal somebody yeah. else or like, it's not, that's it. not the sort of thing that, that you can do. Um, but what we can do is sort of create the energetic space that allows for healing beyond ourselves, right? Be a safe space for healing from more than just ourselves, which I think, right. um, you know, and one reason that we stay energetically connected to others is because we feel like we're going to create a wound in them that they'll never heal from. Um, and that isn't, that isn't true, right? When we have these conversations on the inner plane, we're not causing damage. Well, right, we're, we're, you don't want that to be your intention. Certainly. Oh, like, sure. T talk about that. Talk about that. Okay. Talk about intention. Sure. So to me, when I do this, my intention is to understand. Okay. I look, I'm looking for clarity so that I can make a choice or feel more balanced or complete a situation. I'm, so that's what the understanding is for. When I go in to talk to somebody, chances are I'm trying to resolve something. So I never go in and then create a fight and chide them or give them a hard time. <laughs> that's not, that won't work. That's not the function. It's not the purpose. You have to go in with the objective and the intention of learning, communicating, understanding, and resolving. So that's probably why you probably won't get something devastating because that the intention sense. is different. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense when your intention is to go in for understanding and clarity. Your intention isn't to step into a blue light circle so you can really tell off that person no. and like air all your grievances. That's mm -mm. not the point. If that's your intention, you're saying that this inner plane conversation won't, won't really work because the, well, and your vibe is wrong is that well it won't facilitate healing for sure fair yours that, or anyone else's <laughs> right right i mean you may have something to say and that's what writing is really good for if you have a lot to say write that stuff down just write it all out write five pages if you have to get it out of your system and then burn it oh smart i love a burning ritual as long as it's safe i don't want to burn my house down no, um, <laughs> I have a metal bowl. I have yeah, a metal same. bowl I use. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> a crockery could work too, but that's right. Any anything that won't light on fire that you can safely 
uh, put that into. That's that's great. So I mean, this actually sounds like a pretty simple, straightforward technique um, that just takes practice, but something that you believe we all are capable of doing and that would yes. really help all of us find that closure you were talking about, find, um, get information, get answers, get more understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Let me give you another example because you just reminded yeah. me of something. So last summer, or maybe it was in September, I can't remember, but it was a year ago about. So I, I, I don't remember, something was going on and I felt very unsettled. And so I was talking to a friend of mine about it and she said, oh, open the Bach flower remedy book and see what comes up. So I did that, I have one. So I opened it and I got honeysuckle and I don't remember what honeysuckle said, but I thought, oh, I have honeysuckle in my yard, in my garden. It's crawling up the fence that keep the deer out. So I thought, I'm gonna go talk to the honeysuckle. So I went, which I had never done before. <laughs> I don't know who I think I am sometimes. Anyway, so I went into the garden and I'm like, you have a message for me. I know you do. Please share your message. What is going on? What do I need to know? And Honeysuckle gave me this whole message. And I so I channeled it. I recorded it on my phone because I knew I was never going to retain it. I don't usually do that. But anyway, Honeysuckle gave me this whole message about there are moments of joy. And this is what I'm working on now in my life is um, accepting what is and finding more joy. So there are moments of joy that you're missing because you're not open to it. I'm busy looking at what I'm missing instead of seeing what is. And that there were a lot of moments of joy that were just flying right by me because I wasn't paying attention. And to slow down and experience the joy of what is here in the moment right now. And I, I was so blown away by this message. I, am, I, I have a podcast too called Breathe, Love and Magic. And I make um, like short ones sometimes. And so I made a short one about the honeysuckle message because I was so blown away by what the plant told me. And there are a lot of people who do, you know, herbal stuff and they really speak to the plants or whatever. But I, I would admit I'm a novice in that area. But my point is that's why this technique can work to speak to anything or anyone anywhere. That's so it's a, beautiful because I think I think a couple of things about that. First of all, I would say in this day and age, we are very out of touch with nature. And that's something that I'm working on in my life is getting more in touch. And there's always like, or at least when I was growing up, like a joke, like, oh, communing with nature. But I think what you're saying is like, that's literally what we can and yes. possibly should be doing is communing with nature because the honeysuckle has a message if you just take a moment to listen and to being listen. open to messages from, I guess, what we might consider unusual sources. You said you'd yes. never listened to Honeysuckle before, never even thought about it. But when yeah. the idea occurred to you, you didn't question. You trusted yourself and yes. you said, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to go ask. I'm just going right. to go ask. And right. I love that you also, <laughs> you're like, I never record on my phone, but I got to record this one on my phone because I'm channeling a little message. And you know, like the writing, the channeling, the recording on your phone. Sometimes I think this is a bit of a side note, but sometimes I think we get very stuck in a way that we think that things should be done. And we forget okay. that there's a bunch of other ways, you know, like 
and just being open to all of the different ways that we can receive messages and incorporate messages. So um, I loved that story. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. You know, our minds are so powerful in what we can create. It's amazing. And we don't acknowledge the real power that's there. And we often don't use it because we're worrying. <laughs> we're worrying about what's going to happen. We're worried about what did happen. We're, I don't know. Maybe other people don't worry. I, I worry about oh, stuff. Oh, I think that a lot of people worry. <laughs> I, so, I, I don't think many people are immune from that. So it uses a tremendous amount of energy. And it doesn't move you forward. So like my friend said, talk to the water spirit. It's like, sometimes you think, well, what could I do? Dig up my, you know, dig up the floor of the garage. And, you know, can you imagine what a mess that would make? We'd have to empty the garage and da, 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 da. No, 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 there's an easier way. Talk to the water spirit. Like I haven't tried that yet. So I don't know what's gonna happen with that, but that's something I'm gonna work on. And it might take me more than one time. But I also, this is another really fun story. Um, do, you, do we have a minute for another story? Yeah, 100%. Okay. So way back when, right after I learned about this grokking thing where you merge your energy, you ask permission, you merge your energy, and then you say thank you and exit to understand what's going on with whatever it is. So I was with my girlfriend and her, at her parents' house, and it was just the two of us, and it was uh, late August, and the starlings were at the pool and the starlings had a beautiful backyard and pool were like dive bombing the pool and drinking the water. So they would fly down, swoop in with their mouth open, gulp some water and then keep flying. Well, first of all, it's chlorinated, so it's not that good for them, but we couldn't use the pool if they were going to be, you know, drinking and using it as their giant bird bath. So I thought, let me just try this. So I grokked the starling. I said, let me connect with the starling energy or the starling diva. And I imagined merging with that little bird. So this is like a shaman technique. Imagine merging with the little bird. I felt all those feathers on my neck. I remember really feeling like I was the bird. And I said, let's make an agreement. Could we make an agreement? We're gonna be at the pool from 10 to 12, then we'll go inside and eat lunch. Then we'll come back out from like one to four. If there's any way you'd be willing to not be in the pool from 10 to 12 and one to four, that would be so appreciated. And that would be really wonderful. And then I exited, I said, thank you. And I had gratitude and I exited out of the bird and it came back from my visualization, my meditation. And then I forgot completely about it. And yet, I was talking to my girlfriend, we were just being on the earth plane, earth girls, you know, and uh, I forgot completely about it, but amazingly the birds disappeared. And then about 10 of 12, all these birds started showing up. I'm like, what's with the birds? They went away, Why? and I'm like, oh, hello. <laughs> I forgot. They're here for their, their time in the pool that I promised them. This is their time. And then when we went out again in the afternoon, they weren't there again. It was the biggest miracle I have ever experienced. But that's another example of a conversation on the inner plane. I talked to the spirit of the starlings. There were hundreds of them because they always are in big flocks. Yeah. They were on lining up on every, you know, telephone wire and stuff. And um, 
that just blew me away. It's amazing. I think that's, like you were saying, that speaks to the power of our minds and it speaks to the, the idea that we are sort of all one energetic body. We, we appear to be differentiated, but you and the starling are made of the same stuff. You live Yes. You're like your energies are on the same thing and you just ask and you're like not trying to chase them away or anything. Right. You're just like, not hey. manipulating. No, just an open, honest conversation. And, yep. you know, you're, and I love this technique and I, I'm a hundred percent gonna, gonna try it. Cause I'm like, thinking already of a couple different things, but more than that, it's, it's not just about another person. It's about the the world that you live in. It's about um, like your yard. Let's talk. You know, I have, plants on my patio I think that I, I would need to have a conversation with how can I help you what how are you doing you know things yeah. like that and let me see let me see how I can positively impact the world around me as well as ask like hey trees do you have wisdom honeysuckle do you have wisdom um, and I think that's a really fascinating use of it that I hadn't you told me about this technique weeks ago so I've been sort of noodling on it and I couldn't wait to have this conversation to really learn more. Um, but I had been thinking of it as more of like a person to person. And so while I think that's extremely valuable, I love that you're saying it. No, it's, it's bigger than that. Yes. Yep. And trees are very healing. So if you go up to a tree, you know, people talk about hugging a tree, but you could also sit down and put your back to the tree. And it's very healing and they might talk to you as well. It's very possible. So just play with it and see, you know, I had a magic coach for a little while and she was like, all right, today your job is to go talk to Dandelion. I'm like, really? Okay. Mm -hmm. So I went out and I talked to Dandelion and I saw a little Dandelion spirit that like, you know, the, all the little petals were the collar on her dress and she had a green dress on and it was she had tons of blonde crazy hair it was the wildest thing I ever saw like a little fairy but kind of dandelionish so you know that's what my imagination did but you just don't you don't know what's possible but it can be a lot of fun and you can learn so much and so I like to learn I like to understand and that is usually my intention when I do this kind of work Ronnie, this was a spectacular conversation. It it just was so above and beyond what I, you know, my expectations. And I, I think that's such a Ooh. like connection to what you're saying is that, it, that so many more things are possible than what we, than what we know. And, um, and so thank you because today you allowed me to be open to a lot of things that I didn't even know were possible. And I, I think I'm going to go into my day and into sort of the rest of my, my life with this new understanding. So I just want to say thank you so much for sharing your wisdom here today. This was beautiful. Oh my gosh, it was totally my pleasure. And I'm thrilled to have the opportunity. So thank you too, Sarah. It was just delightful. It was delightful. Ronnie, um, before we go, if people want to know more about uh, you and all of these amazing things that you've just shared, what's the best way for people to find you or reach out to you or learn or learn about you? Okay. So you can reach me at uh, intuitiveedge.biz. You'll probably have in the show notes, right? B-I-Z. Oh, for sure. Of course. Yeah. And um, you can reach me, Ronnie, at intuitiveedge.biz. Nice. And that talks about what I do and 
um i have a my podcast is on there breathe love and is another way to get to my podcast so yeah y'all go I, listen to her podcast breathe love and magic i i was on it a couple weeks ago it was lovely but i've listened to a bunch of episodes and they're excellent so oh, if you want to you. know more no they really are so if you want to know more about the kinds of things that ronnie does go listen to the podcast because it is just is chock full of more wisdom just like this it, no it is i'm Thank so you. anyway, happy to, happy to spread that message. Um, I will, I will put all of that, uh, in the show notes. So, um, oh, and you have an audio course. Is that correct? Am I remembering correctly? It's not done yet, but I'm, but I am going to, it, yes, it will be soon. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I have a, free, I have a, oh, I do have a free audio course. I'm doing another one. I got confused. Yes. It's called how to ask the universe for a sign. Yes, thank you so much for the reminder. And it gives you it's it's a 30 minute thing that tells you, of course, how exactly how to ask the universe. Like if you can't decide and you're driving yourself crazy and you're sick of it and you just want to know, you'll get an answer within 24 hours or less. That's so cool. Um yeah, so so that's your audio course. Is that available on your website then? Yes, it is. Fantastic. Yeah. Once again. Ronnie, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. This was a delightful conversation. Um, thank you for your time and for sharing your energy and all of your wisdom with us today. All right. A total pleasure, Sarah. Thank you. Bye now.